I think we're recording. Okay, you don't have to leave the room and keep talking, okay? Yeah, you can still hear me. That's not the problem. You can talk in the other room. I just want to do the introduction to the show, okay? Okay. No, because other people are going to listen and then they're going to get distracted. So do you want to go to the playroom then? No way. Okay, can you manage not to talk then? Or sing? Okay. All right. Welcome to Farming Eternal, an eternal podcast for farmers hosted by me, Patamaro, and Hats on Lambs. It's episode 119. For those of you tuning in for the first time, we are a draft-focused podcast. For those of you who've forgotten what this podcast is, uh, we are still a draft-focused podcast. It's been a little while, but our goal here on this show is to help you and me, mostly me, get better at draft. We get into the nitty-gritty of the drafting process with a little meta-analysis and play tips thrown in. Uh, this week, we have a special guest. Gunnar is on to talk about the, I'm going to use new in quotes, uh, format that we have here. Little preview. Hasn't changed that much. And it's been out for a little while since we last released an episode. <laughs> but what that does mean is Gunnar's gotten a whole bunch of drafts under his belt. I have gotten um, many fewer drafts, uh, partly. And one of the reasons the show, we haven't had an episode in a little while is... I took a couple week break from playing and then we went on, we ha had some vacations, family vacation thrown in there. So we're, I'm just getting back into the mix of it. We have a draft open coming up. So we are planning on releasing a few episodes in the coming weeks in preparation for that, which I'm excited about. And it's great to have someone who's uh, played so much of this format to give us some expert analysis. So thank you for coming on, Gunnar. No problem at all. Thank you very much for having me. And hopefully, yeah, I can, uh, I don't know about expert, but some analysis, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, you know, usually I'm like wholeheartedly promoting the Patreon. The fact that we haven't released an episode in a month is making me feel a little bad. But if you still have, uh, still are subscribed to our Patreon, I appreciate the support in our, in the small break we have, we've had there. Like I said, I'm hoping to p produce a bunch more episodes these coming weeks and beyond. So thank you for uh, all your support. If you do want to sign up and support the show um, and keep these episodes coming, you can uh, go to patreon.com slash farming eternal. But on to the uh, exciting draft content. So uh, Gunnar, how was your draft week? My draft week and month as a whole. Yeah, it's probably been the best ever, question mark. But I've had. Um, I've managed to uh, get in 90 drafts, which is quite a lot when you put it like that. <laughs> when I say it out loud. Um, well, luckily yeah. there's 31 days in March, so so it's uh, you know you ha you had an extra day there to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why I keep telling myself. If it had been in February, that would have been a crazy number, but you know. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah, and um, but yeah, I managed to. Uh, I think hold on to uh, the top two spots on the ladder as well, which is pretty, very lucky. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's gone very well, gone very well this month. A lot of, a lot of seven win drafts. Um, over half my drafts actually have gone seven wins, um, which is 
a, a very hot streak hopefully continues into the open. Yeah, no, that's incredible, especially because some big names have been drafting a bunch again recently. Isomorphic, Better Up has been seemed like he was drafting a bit too. So, you know, there's some top competition for those top spots. Yeah, definitely. The um, the competition has yeah stepped up in the last few weeks. I mean, it took a little bit of a break, I think, for the Open. Uh, constructed boo, hiss. But, um, but yeah, now that's all over. I think it will definitely be more competitive in the coming weeks. I think the few weeks uh, before a draft open are always some of the funnest on ladder. You get a lot of new names and a lot of good players all of a sudden coming out of nowhere <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and silver and gold. Definitely. And all of a sudden you have some real killers. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, I actually had, I didn't play 90 drafts. Um, I just played the last couple weeks and uh, did actually had a really good run there at the end, got into masters, got, I was in the top 20s. I have a child in here, as you might be noticing. <laughs> All my drafts were like five wins or better. Not quite as many. Not half of my drafts were seven. But then starting this new month, I've done three drafts, and they've all gone horrible. So I don't know what just happened. Uh-huh. Had a, a, a very quick and sudden change of fortunes. Change of Fortune, fortunes. Yeah, it can, it can happen very quickly, unfortunately. Maybe it was actually preparing for this episode. Maybe I should have kept going in blind and not looking at what was boosted or anything. But uh, let's go to card of the week. So I think we have two pretty interesting cards to talk about here. Um, both of them, new cards added to the format and I think boosted at the maximum rate of X18. So what is your card, Gunner? Uh, so my card is one that was recently, I want to say, um, buffed, and that is uh, Baying Sarasaur, which is the time 3-3 three, three now instead of 2-2. Two, two, um, nightfall, that whenever you draw a card, uh, it gets plus one, plus one for the turn. I like this card before it was changed. Um, obviously not as much, but now um, it's, yeah, it's just a massive, massive beating, it seems, especially on the play. And um, you can get some extremely fast starts, kind of run people over. It's a bit reminiscent of Barricade Basher, um, which is from a few formats ago, a, a three three power fire time, uh, sorry, fire, five, five, that um, has Reckless, where you discard a card when you play it, but has echoes of that for sure. Yeah, it is a really good card. It was good before it got buffed. Then the buff only made it insane, I feel like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like you, there's no good options when someone plays that on three against you because you're getting hit for five. It's not worth chump blocking. So my card of the week is Keridan Stewart, which is the uh, one, two for two with deadly. It's a shadow card. And then it has empower, get plus two, plus two for the turn. So this is another one of the cards that they boosted recently. It's a very powerful card, obviously. It was an all-star in its original format. I think it's still incredible. I had a question for you. So do you think this is better than the uh, the Lethry Ranger, the 2-2 that gains 2-2 on Infiltrate? I do. Yeah, I think this is the pretty much the premium, apart from maybe another card, which we'll get to a bit later on, Awakened Student. I think this is probably the premier certainly single faction two drop in the entire format um, because not only is it very good on turn two, it's good whenever you draw it. Yeah. Okay. So I, I've had a couple times where I've had the two in a pack 
And, you know, Lethry uh, Ranger was so good uh, in the previous format that, you know, I still have pretty high feeling, <laughs> good feelings yeah. about it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that is another thing that we'll talk about is in this format, we are getting a lot, there's a lot of two, a lot more two drops, a lot of medium exactly. ones, but yeah. there are a lot more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Why don't we get right into the, um, into the main topic then? So yeah, what we're going to talk about is this new format. So like we're saying, uh, this is a few weeks old now, but they switched the format. So now we are back to uh, the class. Sort of they do this all the time, sort of mid-format, is now we are drafting draft pack, set 12, set 12, draft pack. And then along with that, they added a few new cards and did some uh, weight changing on uh, on the cards. So I think first off, uh, if you want to give like your broad views of the format and then maybe we could get into specifics. Yeah, sounds good. Um... I think this format is kind of the similar, excuse me, to the previous shakeup uh, where the last format came around, and I, I, I probably the last couple, um, whereby the draft packs um, one and four now, uh, the first and the last, they don't really contain too many powerful cards, or should I say the higher concentration of powerful cards is in the middle two packs from the current set. So I have found initially it seemed that as due to the fact that we've got a lot more two drops, as you mentioned just a moment ago, the format did seem to be leaning somewhat more aggressive. Um, and Nightfall, I think, as well, kind of is, a, is kind of an aggressive mechanic in some aspects um, a little bit. If you're sort of certainly on the play and you can kind of take advantage of getting that rolling, drawing extra cards and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, I think that's kind of tailed off a little bit. And I don't know if that's more people playing the format or just kind of naturally progressing. The meta sort of shifting slightly, but it's kind of got a little bit slower, I think, again, with more three faction decks plus and um, more sort of two factions with quite a heavy splash. And so I kind of, at the moment, I'm trying to prioritize fixing if there's no sort of real standout card in the pack. And then otherwise sort of valuing seek power a little bit higher than I was in the last format because it keeps you a bit more open and can kind of go in any deck, allows you to splash sort of an off-color invoke if you if you want to a bit more easily. And um, and yeah, sort of prioritizing either the kind of the bomb cards, the very powerful effects that are not easily replaced, polymorph. Um, that's quite splashable, you know, stuff like that. And then waiting until packs two and three to kind of get set in, in sort of your main colours and then rounding it out again with hopefully more fixing or just some more powerful effects in the in the final pack. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is definitely true that the... I don't know if it's... <laughs> if they always make these second formats... Uh, with worse draft packs or what, or if yeah. it's just the fact that since you're drafting at first now, you notice it more. Cause I was kind of surprised cause like the draft packs definitely feel weak and have a sharp drop off. Like 
after pick six, you know, five or yeah, six, yeah, all of yeah. a sudden there's like nothing in the draft backs. But then like looking at all of the boosted cards and stuff like that, there are a lot of like filler to better cards boosted. So I was, I, I'm actually was like, when I, when I went through the list, I was like, oh, the draft packs aren't that bad. But like when you're actually drafting from them, they're pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, in practice, yeah, it doesn't quite work out that way. Um, yeah, so I, I like that. I think that is a, a good plan of, you know, picking up fixing, picking up sort of highly splashable cards, because it really does feel like you need to wait to pack two to figure out what um, what factions you're in. Because even if you kind of end up in a faction in you know, pack one, but then pack two and three have two different factions open, you know, pack four can just be unkind and you just might not yeah. get the playables. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, you know, like that, this happened in a draft that I just had where I kind of like pack one, I got some justice cards and then pack two, I got a bunch of um, a, a little bit of shadow and um, the the three, three for two. Arch, what is it called? The three, three for two, uh, marksman. Yeah, the marksman. Thank you. And I got a bunch of them, and I was like, "Oh, this is great! I have like three marksmen." And then pack four, it was like everything just dried up after like three picks. And then I'm like yeah. struggling for. There's like no units in the last eight picks of pack four, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. oh, "All right, playing some pretty bad units in this deck all of a sudden." <laughs> um, yeah. So. Let's go. Let's go into um, and talk about some of the themes. Uh, you know, the one you mentioned, uh, we've mentioned already, is uh, Nightfall has come back in a pretty big way, and um, so a whole bunch of cards, especially in, um, I guess, Shadow, uh, Shadow Time, and Primal, have a bunch of Nightfall cards. Some of them better better than others. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Poor Primal, um, and then. Uh, the other thing is uh, Empower has come back. Kind of mentioned that with um, the Combray 2-drop. That's uh, that's super boosted, so that you end up seeing a lot. It's a really strong 2-drop. And um, there are a few other Empower cards, like the Carindon, um Steward. But yeah, so in Fire, yeah, they just added a lot of cards. It's uh, Fire is weird. They added a bunch of medium 2-drops in Yeti Cookmaster, Warbrush Oni, uh, spark hatcher and then lowered the rating for uh blood spear foot soldier down to 9x boosted so fire has i guess more two drops but they're they're kind of like not quite as good yeah um and i was actually seeing all of these two drops thinking that fire would feel better than it it currently has and I've been kind of leaning away from fire uh, so far. I don't know what your feelings are. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I haven't, yeah, like you say, I haven't really gone looking for it. Um, but for example, I think earlier on this week, um, a couple of days ago, actually, I managed to get quite a nice Skycrag um, deck that went seven wins that had five captains. Um, but again, that's kind of the middle packs compensating a little bit for the um for the lackluster uh 
pack one and pack four. So you can definitely, you can, I mean, Warbrush only, I think is is quite is good to is good solid to good. I would say I think it's on the better side because that that buff isn't um, the buff that it gives plus one attack to all your weapons and units in hand when you play it. Um, it's not, you know, it's not nothing. That can be quite quite nice. Um, Cookmaster, I don't really I don't really like because it's such a bad blocker if you need to you can't really trade it with too much and it just kind of get blanks by um by like a, a grenadine token with no for no value um and spark catcher again I, I quite like that as well just leaving something behind when it dies um even if it's just a one one um so yeah i mean i haven't all of the colors i've found if they're open in the middle two packs you can you can get a, a deck that can do really well it's just yeah sort of impacts one and four they've definitely there is definitely a, a quite a clear power level discrepancy between the colors based on sort of their common ones and stuff like that yeah i i think for me part of the problem is that since none of the, these cards you know like you said warbrush oni is pretty good spark catcher is pretty good but like they're not like oh yeah i'm really doing it by picking picking them they're not like yeah sort of that yeah, they don't they don't stand out. You're you're always you're fine to happy to get one, but you're not looking at a pack and saying I can first pick that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and so that worked a lot better with the previous pack order, where you know you're like, okay, I've got two searing fists and two cauldron captains. I'm like pack two and three in the draft packs. I'm just gonna pick as many um, you know foot soldiers as I can, yeah. and you take yeah. a bunch of two drops um, to make up for the bad two drops and set twelve and fire. But now like picking the two drops first and just hoping you get a bunch of captains yeah. is like a lot less <laughs> exciting yeah, proposition. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, then the other interesting thing that they seem to have added is they really leaned into this uh, weapon theme to a certain extent. Uh, you know, they brought back uh, Soul Drain Smithing, which is a draw weapon from your void, and then all, and then each weapon, it and each weapon in your deck get plus one attack. They brought back a couple weapons like uh, assault shield is a relic weapon, uh, ornate katana, uh, you know, as just a regular weapon. Uh, so that is a sub theme that's going on here. Uh, they also boosted a bunch of car, uh, a few weapons like uh, warhorn, the four cost uh, two two weapon that plays a two two when you or you draw a two two when you hit, mm-hmm. and uh, magma javelin the four one for four. So there are a bunch of weapons, and we'll see in other colors a bunch of weapons, especially in Justice and a little bit in Shadow, got boosted. But again, it seems like a, a weird sub theme that doesn't quite have the power needed for <laughs> for set twelve compared to set yeah, twelve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's got you, there's some pieces there, and you can kind of do some cute stuff, but it's definitely you can't like build a deck around it type of thing. It's kind of just something you have for added value. Um, but before we move on, I just want to, do want to mention um, Mastery Vanguard, um, the 2-3 for, for 3 in fire, that when you attack with two units, pings, uh, each unit pings, is there's some nice cute combos you can do with that um, in the format. And I think that definitely is one of the better red, sorry, fire commons now, uh, along with the combos with the Warhorn, um, where you can get where the unit that has the Warhorn on if you it with that vanguard you can get a unit as well as the damage that it deals just by attacking um and 
there's some yeah sort of infiltrate as well um is quite nice with it so yeah. you can, yeah, and another one uh, that's really cute is it kind of almost brings. Um, I don't. I haven't played it in so long. I don't remember it. But the <laughs> two drop from set twelve, uh, it almost brings it back to its uh, Thank um, you, but yeah, former yeah, yeah. glory before. It does, yeah, before they nerfed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you know with the Vanguard, it counts as two hits. You know, because it does one damage yes. and one damage. So on yes. um, one attack, proccing a Vanguard turns it into a three one and then um you know so it can yeah, be pretty yeah, powerful. No, it definitely 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 escalates very quickly yeah for sure um and that's another one but yeah warhorn as well just to say you can yeah you can proc it with vanguard that i just mentioned uh amaran the four three shadow unit that pings whenever uh, your opponent at the end of the opponent's turn that's quite a nice combo and also one i did a couple of weeks ago is with the rare in fire which is the half smasher which is a four drop that whenever one of your units dies um it basically takes it takes it out deals the damage to your opponent so if you get a warhorn on that that is quite a nice little combo there yeah exactly so i i agree that does seem like it has an uh a bunch of cute synergies there then they did. They boosted a ton of uh, added and boosted a ton of uncommons too. Um, there are definitely some bangers in here. Uh, at 12x, there's an ankle cutter. Uh, there's Bladekin Apprentice, which is the two cost one one that gains one attack and has quick draw every time it attacks. There's bottoms up, gloves up pyromancer. Hel Heretics Cannon is now back and at 6x, um, so still still pretty boosted. And then, yeah, they continue to have this weird, <laughs> the weird weapon thing. Uh, Oni Quartermaster's still in. Shingane Forge, the rel the five cost relic that produces weapons, is still in, um, or is boosted to 12x now. So kind of a mixed bag, I think, in the uncommon slot. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely some powerful ones, like you say. Um, notably, obviously, Heretic's Cannon, which is a scourge in the its original format. Um, ending games out of nowhere and stuff and it's it's quite a nice combo with only forge smith if you can get it where you, you can buy it back and give it double damage if it didn't already win the game um, which is quite fun yeah and it, it's really funny because it, it is the wording on heretics canon says when this when the wielder attacks double its attack this turn so it doesn't actually it doesn't actually have double damage which is why it's able to get Double, double damage of sorts. Double, 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 double. Yeah. Um, the other card that they boosted is like the random thing that gives, it's like the other weapon. It's like a four cost, zero, zero weapon that gives double damage. Maybe it's three cost. I think it's That's three. unplayable, I think it's right? Yeah. Yeah. The fact that it doesn't boost um, your power of toughness at all. Yeah. It's basically a spell that, well, obviously it has other implications with weapon synergy and stuff, but effectively just to give a unit double damage is not, it's not worth it but. yeah especially without overwhelm or anything so you can't get the surprise win like you can with the heretics cannon yeah the overwhelm on the cannon is uh is really what pushes you over the edge all right so on to time time is i think made out like a bandit this format <laughs> <laughs> like every card they added is just a banger um so we mentioned Bang Sarasaur at 12x. 
There's also Nocturnal Creeper, which is the two cost two one deadly with Nightfall. There's Omnivorous Vorlunk, not a great card, but a playable card. Uh, it's a three one killer for three with Overwhelm. Uh, Sand Tornado is back. Um, the Ambush Guy, Trailmakers, also at 12, an all-star. Um, and then at six, they added uh, Power Breach Sentinel, also a great card. Um, they also added Last Light Infusion, which you can get late if you <laughs> really want Last Light Infusion in your deck. Yeah, like you said, all of those um, all of those cards are, are playable at the very worst, and then great to excellent. Bang Sarasaur, Trailmaker, Power Breach. Um, Trailmaker definitely is, is is probably the common I'm going to be taking the most um, out of all the packs, to be honest, because it, the possibilities are endless, um, or almost endless. They feel like it whenever you take it and start with it. Um, I had a couple of drafts where I got multiple, sort of two, three, four of them, and just kind of splashed all the invokes and uh, and other powerful effects in the middle packs and it was a uh, very strong yeah exactly so I, I think that is definitely going to be a high pick i haven't seen a ton of them go by you know <laughs> come to me yeah. yet so uh yeah but i would definitely keep an eye out on that and like the seek powers and uh bannerman's not boosted anymore i don't think but you know you still see them even if they're not boosted uh then there's a couple uh old cards that got boosted um uh, mainly um, Horn is boosted, and then there's a couple old two drops that are are now boosted at 9x. So again, like it continues that trend of there just being a lot more two drops in these draft packs. And then uh, two cards that went from uh, the ultra boosted of 18x to 1x are Dormant, Sentinel, and Scorpion um, from the previous format. So those you won't see as much anymore. The Where time didn't do as well is in the uncommon slot. There's just like a lot of medium uncommons that got added uh excavate gloaming wisp mountain goliath uh sandstorm not sandstorm titan just the spell <laughs> that stops things from flying for a turn uh the slow spell uh and then a couple okay cards like moon dial vital arcana the draw spell snapping brush stalker i managed to do the snapping brush stalker give it killer with uh the two drop uh, that was pretty exciting. Oh, and nice. then um, I, I guess this is in all the colors, but the edicts are back and all boosted. Um, have you had much experience playing with the edicts this format? Not so much this format, um, really, but they they are all pretty all pretty playable. Yeah, I mean, luckily enough, I kind of ended up on the uh, the higher side of the playables the majority of the time, so I, I kind of am able to cut them um, usually. But you know the uh, the justice the justice edict which silences and then kills I think it's fire or shadow is pretty strong um, just because on the front side the effect is silence is still kind of useful even if uh, you don't have the it kicked kicked in quotes quotes you know the the more powerful effect um, edict of Grodov is fine but because there's so many uh, like lost in thought is probably better i would say the fact that it got inscribed um teleport still around you know i think even the time rune which i have in my current deck there's a lot of kind of bounce effects so unless <laughs> you are getting if you are unless you are getting the, the more powered effect which makes it a very good one a very good spell um 
I kind of err on the side of not playing that one. Um, but yeah, overall, I think they're all kind of medium to good. Um, but uh, unless you're sort of stretch for playables, I, I, I wouldn't be too high on them, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that was my kind of sense of it. I did just, I finally played one in one of my decks. I played the Shadow one. Uh, not the hugest fan because it's kind of medium effect in its normal yeah. mode. But yeah. I did have two um, Yeti Intellectuals, so I was like, oh, there's some synergy here. And then I just, like, lost three games in a row with it in my hand and my opponents not playing Time or Justice, and it, it felt pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, because especially, especially if you're, a, like, even Collude, which I know Hats was a fan of, um, mentioned a few episodes back, um, you can just kind of cycle it and draw a card. Um even if it's even if you're behind or what have you, or you need to pop a uh, like an Aegis or, or, or reveal a stealth or something, you still get the card effect. But going down a card just to do that is is feels really bad. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, our boy uh, Stiggy is back. The Stigum Lock, um, the ten cost uh, seven six with Overwhelm that costs seven less if you have seven power on board, uh, is now twelve x. So you're seeing that a lot. And then Pillar is still there, but it's not 12x anymore. It's only 6x. So we won't see quite as many uh, Pillars of Amar around as we did in the last format um, for the time top end. All right. On to Justice. Uh, Justice didn't get many cards, um, and they're all 9, 9x for some reason, more or less. Um, they got uh, Workshop Tinker. Uh, Steadfast Paladin, which is the two cost two one invulnerable to damage on your turn. They got a Shielded Short Barrel, the four cost two one uh, Aegis weapon, Entrapment, and um, uh, oh, I guess those are all eighteen x. Sorry, and then uh, I take it back. <laughs> so those are all eighteen x, and then uh, and then uh, Minotaur Oathkeeper at nine x are are sort of the exciting added uh, Justice cards. Yeah, nothing really stands out. Amongst them, I mean, entrapment is um, is fine, I guess. Um, in a world of kind of in disarm, it falls a little bit falls a little bit short. Um, no pun yeah, I've been fine with entrapment. I mean, you know, like it is one more expensive than disarm, and I think the negative text about night rarely comes up. Yeah. Even though they added a lot of nightfall into this format, and so paying one more for like um for a less color intensive card i feel like is a, a fine trade-off so i've yeah. definitely been playing them yeah yeah no yeah me too me too um and uh steadfast, pal steadfast paladin excuse me um does suffer from having one toughness which can get punished quite badly in this format with marksman with screecher the primal flyer um just but the fact that it's kind of invulnerable means it can't just be chumped or you know trade with a one one token uh, and you can kind of suit it up give it lifesteal give it deadly you know from the uh the one one power cycle uh yeah. in, the, in the middle packs as well yeah exactly um yeah it it is tough the one toughness there's just so many ways to punish it especially mm -hmm. now like Jotun hurler the new form of Jotun hurler is boosted yes, you, yes. you see that everywhere yeah um there's trick throw and stuff, yeah. Uh, and then as far as the um, the cards that were there but not added, uh, 
topple is at 9x, uh, fall short is at 18x. Um, so those are two removal spells that are now boosted. Um, and then uh, Bright Maze Paladin and Mod Ready Drones um, were kind of two of the, you know, Bright Maze Paladin was kind of a premier three drop. Mod Ready Drone is a playable three drop. They're both down to one X. So um, the three, three drop slot has gotten a little worse. And then they kind of filled that in with adding uh, some two drops. Uh, yeah. And then they added, for some reason, like 25 Justice Uncommons <laughs> to the format, <laughs> all boosted. Um, there's a few weapons, some flyers. Uh, Vanquish is the big one. And then they boosted a couple really good uh, Justice Uncommons. Orange Jailer is now 12x. You see a lot of them. Uh, Minotaur Duelist is 12x. Uh, see a lot of them. And then uh, to help with the armor theme that they're really pushing here, uh, they boosted uh, Valkyrie Station to 12x now. Yeah. Yeah, good to know. Good to know. Certainly, um, I, um, I have, I've not tried a Valkyrie Station deck yet. I, do, I did kind of almost get sucked in because, like you mentioned, there are there's definitely a weapon theme across Fire, Justice, and Shadow. But... Uh, not yet. I haven't managed to get it to work yet. But if I do, I'll certainly let you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that is definitely, I, it's a joke, <laughs> kind of a joke yeah, to me. Yeah, I know yeah, Hats yeah. said he had some fun with Valkyrie Station, but that is a card for better players than <laughs> than I am <laughs> to mess with. Uh, I'm, it's, it is continues to be a card I'm always happy when my opponent plays. So. Yes, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, so... Moving on to uh, Primal, um, a bunch of really bad cards <laughs> got added <laughs> and boosted to Primal. Um, so I would guess the best of the bunch is Lethride Darkstalker, which is the three Primal zero four plus four at night, summon Nightfall. Um, at least it blocks, it attacks once or twice pretty powerfully, but you know, they they added a bunch of Nightfall, but it's still not, there's not that much going around. So you can't really rely on this to consistently attack. Um, other cards um, is uh, Cutbrush Cartographer, which is the four primal one three. When you draw a card, uh, it gets plus one attack. Uh, Nocturnal Kyrex, which is the four cost two one killer, summon Nightfall. Shiver, deal two damage to an exhausted unit. Uh, Nightfall, Winter's Grasp, uh, which is like the way worse permafrost that only works at night and costs two. Um, and then they uh, at 9x, there's a Gatecrash Trooper uh, and Plated Hook Claw, which is the spell damage. And there's a couple boosting spell damage cards, uh, which I guess is kind of cute with uh, cards like Trick Throw and stuff around, um, but still. Yeah. Yeah, like you mentioned, I, I managed to get a couple of trick throws and a hook claw and frostbone and stuff like that, and it has been was okay. It was okay. It was okay, but yeah, the majority of these cards are just um, not particularly playable. Um, even the even the dark stalker, unfortunately, is uh, you compare it to Bang Sarasaur, and it's like. Ugh. I know that's the crazy thing was with the boost to Bang Sarasaur. There's like <laughs> absolutely no comparison. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> another big change at uh, Common is uh, Lightning Strike went away. It's now 1x. So, um, you know, so they, they <laughs> replaced that with 
shiver and winter's grass <laughs> uh, being boosted. And then uh, they gave us a couple, uh, they started boosting uh, uh, a couple bad three drops in uh, Voracious Fasora, which is the 4-2 with uh, Reckless for three, and Wild Rider, which is the three cost 1-4 that gains one attack every time it hits the enemy player. Um, yeah, so commons, uh, primal really, uh, you know, isn't doing great, but uncommons, it actually got a few good uncommons, um, adaptive predator, which is the, uh, eight cost seven, seven with reckless and overwhelm. And then, oh, it, I think this is just the, uh, sorry, the other way around. It's a seven cost eight, eight. Oh, even better. It's a seven yes. cost eight, <laughs> seven yeah. cost eight, eight with reckless and overwhelm. And then whenever it hits the enemy player, it gains another battle skill. Uh, crazy finisher. Uh, Jotun Hurler, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's uh, it was nerfed and constructed, but possibly buffed and limited. For sure, for sure. <laughs> so now it's a it's a five cost four four, and then at summon instead of fate, uh, the summon ability is draw two snowballs. Um, so. It's a, it's a, you know, the snowballs are super useful in this format. It's really great. I don't know how many times I've had an eavesdrop in my hand, and then the, my opponent plays yeah. a Jotun Hurler, yeah. and then you're like, oh, wah, wah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, Hurler is, Hurler is probably one of the best uncommons uh, in the format now, um, for sure. Just the, the flexibility, the fact that you can know you can use it to... You can then like attack the following turn into a five-five, and they can't really block it because it trades. Um, even a six-six, um, it would still trade with you know, um, using those spells for for all kinds of different things, discarding them. Uh, yeah, just very very good card. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Pitfall Trap is boosted. That's I think an underrated card. Um, it's the card that when you play a unit, you can. Uh, you can draw and discard a card, and it deals one damage. Um, Storm Spiral is at 12x, so there's a bunch of sort of deal two damage board, you know, board uh, area AOE effects. Yeah. There's still the, uh, some of the three damage ones are also boosted, so there's a lot of that going on too. Um, and then, like I mentioned, with the spell damage matters, uh, Bolt Crafter Shaman is also in here. Uh, that is the one that gives plus two to your spell damage, really makes those snowballs uh, pretty powerful. And uh, I think that's a six cost two five, and it gives uh, spell damage plus two. I think I think it's a two six, but yeah. yeah. Some, oh, two six, yeah. Yeah, I, I've not got that one to work just yet, but I'll keep an eye out for it, for sure. Yep, and then uh, Polymorph, as far as the... Uh, Polymorph is now boosted at 12x, like you mentioned. And then... Um, uh, Tundra Explorer is another pretty good three drop that's now boosted uh, at 6x. And then uh, I think one of the main cards that went from boosted to unboosted is uh, Stormcaller, Storm the uh, the O2 that you can ping uh, one to anything each turn by exhausting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then uh, on to Shadow. Uh, Shadow, we have uh, a bunch of, I think, pretty good cards. Shadow did pretty well for itself uh, in this update. Uh, added cards are Keridin Steward, like we said. Uh, there's Extinguish, which is the three shadow uh, kill spell that kills a unit with four or less attack. 
and has nightfall. Uh, there's back alley delinquent, which is the two cost one three, and you can discard with quick draw, and you can discard a card to get a sabotage. Uh, that can be helpful sometimes. Uh, and then two sort of medium cards in vile varmint, which is the four cost one one flying deadly summon nightfall and dust caller, just a three uh, cost three two with nightfall. And then I, I think uh, pretty excitingly in some sense they finally brought like a single target. Um, void you know return a return a unit from the void card in a triumphant return is now 9x boosted at uh three shadow uh you know it's just a three cost draw unit from your void it gets plus two plus two which is pretty exciting with all the revenge and stuff in this format yeah definitely yeah, definitely. yeah i've certainly got my fair share of captains back with it already which just feels like cheating to be honest getting a six five Boost all your creatures, draw a card for three. Um, it's pretty, yeah. Yeah, pretty nuts. So. Yeah, exactly. So it's pretty exciting that you don't, because before then it was just the uh, the the uncommon in uh, set 12, the five costs bring two back. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, uh, yeah, and then Shadow still has a bunch of... Uh, Removal boosted, uh, cut ties and execute are still around at 9x. And then um, then they boosted a bunch of medium cards. Uh, <laughs> Dark Wisp, uh, Glen Pathcutters around, Lurking Brute, um, so uh, Vampire Bat, so some two drops. And then uh, they added some weapons and Bandit Flail. Uh, Blackguard Sidearm, the three-cost uh, weapon that gives plus two, plus one, and quick draw. That's around. So some some good cards got boosted now too. Yeah, yeah. I think just to touch on Extinguish, um, I've, as the format's gone on, I've, I've liked it more and more, um, just because it usually does trade up in power. So. You can kill sort of four drops, five, five drops, six drops with it. You get, you know, sort of the uh, the last light refugee, the free five with valor and justice. That's usually quite difficult to remove for um, for shadow without like an outright kill spell. You know, this one takes it out, and it only costs you three to do it. So yeah, extinguish is definitely being better than uh, I remember it being for sure. Yeah, I think so. I think they might. I don't, Yes. Did they buff it? Did it buff? Did it get buffed? I have a feeling four. it used to be three attack or less. Okay. Or it used to cost four. I can't remember one of those. I think. It, yeah, it maybe it cost four. So I, I think they did buff it. I, I've liked it. It's always weird to have Nightfall <laughs> on a removal spell, like with Extinguish or even Vile Varmint to a, some degree, where you're like, yes, you're killing something, but you're also giving them extra cards yeah, to yeah. find more things. Um so, but I, I think Extinguish has been pretty good. Three, you're sort of able to to fit in there. Um, so you can often play it and play a unit and, yeah, you know, trade else, up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Uncommons, not a lot of great Uncommons. Uh, some good removals. Uh, Suffocate and Warlock's Brew is now uh, boosted or added, added and boosted. Uh, some more weapon matter stuff. Uh, Umbral Edge, which is the four cost uh, two two relic weapon with empower get plus one plus one. Uh, I have not been able to go off with that yet, um, but that's there. 
<laughs> I don't think, yeah, I don't think you can go off with it, unfortunately. It's just too bad. Yeah. And then there's illicit arms that give a relic weapon plus four plus two. Again, so they're pushing a lot of this weapon stuff, but a lot of it seems a little medium in my eyes. <laughs> and then uh, they added Moonlight, Moonlit Gargoyle, which is the 5-3 flyer. Uh, well, it only has flying when it's Nightfall, and it has Nightfall for five. So some bad cards. Yeah. But then they added some... So those are the new cards. As for the old cards, they did boost a couple good cards. Uh, Send a Message is now boosted. That's the Sacrifice and Discard spell that you can pay for cheaper if you discard it. Uh, there's Devouring Shadow is another removal. Minotaur Light Hoof. And again, uh, that's the four cost, four, four. You can give something unblockable. And then for those of you who don't know, it was buffed uh, for Constructed. So now it can force an enemy to sacrifice a relic, say, um, oh, oh God. The Gate Hall, Horn of Plenty. And then there's a D'Angelo's Might is now boosted. Um, so that's a pretty good card too. And then uh, the, some cards that got the boot that you used to see around a bunch are Desperado, uh, Cabal Cutthroat, and Xenon Cultist. And then as for multicolor, yeah, the main, I think the main thing in multicolor is the, the Cambrai guy, Awakened yes, Student. Yes. Yeah, that's um, pretty form-defining almost um, in how powerful it is. I've managed to get multiples a few times and uh, just playing uh, playing one on turn two and then following up with one on turn three um, has yeah, run away with quite a few games. Exactly. So you, uh, if you don't answer it soon, it's, you know, four, four, five, five, six, six. It's just, and because it's ahead of the curve, if you're on the play, you can never really block it. And if they try to block it, you might have forestall or anything like that, which just kind of ends the game on the spot if you do. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah. So I I think in summary, I mean, we kind of talked about this at the beginning. Um, you know, there are a lot of good cards in in the list, but it really set twelve is just so powerful, especially at the you know, I mean, even at the common slot, but the uncommon slot with all the invoke cycles. Um, that you're really just trying to get out of pack one with a few good cards and then and then really figuring out your direction um, in in pack two, because even though there are some themes in pack one and they kind of, you know, they do mingle a bit with the with the themes of set 12, they're just not powerful enough to really draw you, you know, to warp your deck around. Yeah, exactly. The payoff, unfortunately, isn't worth it nine times out of ten um, yeah. to go through it. And yeah, like you say, they've got, they, there, there are some powerful cards um, in the pack one and four, but the concentration of them versus the middle two packs is just it's just nowhere near as concentrated. There's just so much chaff, basically, that um, yeah, you need to, uh, need to take advantage of those middle two packs. Yeah, and, and you really didn't get a you don't get a sense of the chaff just by listening to me because I mostly called out the the better cards. Yeah, there stuff. were yeah. Yeah. other cards that were added and boosted that are not good. You know, you can really um see this if you go to shiftstoned.com, uh, there is like a visual list of all the cards and the boosting rates and how they were changed and that's a that's a great resource um to use for that kind of stuff. I guess the final thing I, I kind of wanted to talk to you about, Gunner, was, you know, you talked about how the format's slowing down and you, you've been 
sort of going back to these three plus color decks or, you know, two colors with a splash or two, um, which is a little bit different than I've been hearing people talk about it in in the main discord where they've really been trying to stick to two factions uh, in this new format because, I, you know, the fixing's a little bit worse. You sort of have a, a lost pack almost in a sense in this format. So it's kind of like a little bit harder to get to playables. Um, do you think like these three three plus faction decks is like a serious strategy, like going into like as we're getting closer to the open or is it something you're just more having fun with? And then but, you know, like when it's time to get serious, we're going to go back to sort of two factions, two factions in a splash. Sure. Um, so because Inscribe is so good, I think even though the fixing Conventional fixing is not as um, prevalent as it normally would be. You know, banners and stuff like that are still around, but you're not sure if you're going to get them. Seek power, banner man, stuff like that. In spite of all that, the fact that Inscribe exists, what I've found is even towards the end of the packs two and two and three, you can still pick up um, off-color Inscribes quite late, even if it's just scale hide or um, ice over. You know, lost in thought. Where I ended up with decks that are sort of six, seven, eight, nine, even ten inscribed cards. And what that means is you're playing so much more power sources, even though you're not playing all the banners and stuff like that. You're still able to pretty consistently hit your power faction thresholds that you need to play these powerful invoke cards and then obviously you have the benefit of being able to play the eavesdrop that you splashed but also happens to be a shadow situation when you need it i i guess the other question i had with that so does that mean you're sort of like really hoping to be in time or you know like to hope to get the trail makers or are, are you feeling like a base time strategy is good or is that not really related so i'm but i think it, that also is the benefit of time being so good, I guess, in the packs one and four, as we kind of we, we went over, all of the comments that got, got added um, are either good to very good. So you're going to be seeing more of those more often, which kind of is leading me to be time, I think, a bit more often than the other factions. And because I'm putting a high value on Trailmaker and stuff like that, I'm then kind of starting. Um, with those but if it's not open you know it's not in the middle packs i'm still kind of abandoning it or maybe just splashing for an invoke or what have you but yeah because the um because the time fixing you also got archaeologists the five drop three three that does seem a little bit underwhelming but it does enable you know and it grabs a grabs a power from your deck um for you and it and, and can boost you up to like a power breach or a carnosaur um beta um or just grab a splash a splash color that you need for something um as well so yeah I, I definitely have been leaning time a little bit but i feel like you can for sure get some powerful free faction decks that don't have um time in them just because inscribe is so good mm -hmm. and then i guess the my one last question is you know often when like a, a packs week you're like oh i want to stay open um and you know like there's two ways to go about that you know one is to be heavy in a single color 
and then the other so that then you can like let packs two and three kind of tell you what your secondary color you know your second color is and then the other way is to just like kind of like what we we're talking about is just like pick all the powerful cards and not really boost your dynamic rating of cards based on your previous picks you know what i mean it's not like yeah. oh i got a good justice rare now i'm going to pick justice cards slightly higher in pack yeah. one because you know like we've been so i guess i'm just wondering how the the power discrepancy between the draft packs and set 12 really influences like your thinking in pack one are you really just being like i'm just going to take the most powerful card in every pack to regardless of color so that i at least i'll have a couple powerful cards going into you know into pack two or are you still kind of like like how much are you are you letting signals of pack one lead you sure yeah yeah basically uh not at all like like you said really i'm just taking the best the best cards um or fixing um if there's no sort of no outstanding card there um right up until the end right up until the end of pack one and that might lead me to you know have two cards in each faction um by the end of it but that's fine because there are so many playables in packs two and three that's you even sticking to two factions you can still get a fully fledged deck um you know because out of the middle packs if you're if you can identify sort of what the ocean open factions are you can easily pick up 20 out of 24 playables um from those two middle packs which kind of leaves 10 or so from the between the first and the last pack type thing so um so yeah because because the power discrepancy is, is so so vast um for sure I've, I've i've tended certainly to um to hedge on the side of taking the best cards when i when i see them and then working out from there all right awesome well uh do you have any closing thoughts that you want to say about the format or um i've, I've really enjoyed kind of this this format um probably because i've been doing quite well in it but also the, even the previous format as well um i just think yeah they've been really enjoyable um and long lasting as well that's kind of where you get the sense of uh of the longevity of a format is when it kind of still feels fresh after um after repeated playthroughs like 90 drafts i did last month and i'm still drafting again now on day one of uh of day one of april um so yeah it's been i've definitely enjoyed this this set cold hunt has been has been um has been good i've enjoyed it a lot yeah i agree i i you know some people have some complaints and i know people some people have soured a little bit on on the format with the invokes or yes. just yeah. feeling like it's too splashing is too easy with all of the uh, inscribe and stuff. But I have mm -hmm. really felt like it's been a dynamic format, you know, like what's been good has changed a lot. I think, you know, one, one thing for me that I always is a signal for me of like what a good format is, is like, when you're really far into a format and people are still disagreeing about yeah. what factions yeah. are good or what cards are good. Um, and I think there's definitely some of that still in this format. So yeah, uh, sure. yeah, I've been really enjoying it too. Yeah. And just, to, to, I guess one final point I want to add, I guess is the, the fact that 
um, you can, even though you can be slow, dirtily in a number of different factions, you can also be quite aggressive and, you know, and can jam sort of two and three drops and punish people that are trying to do that. And the fact that neither one of those, the balance of those is kind of quite even means it's quite exciting because um, then kind of the, the more slowly controlling decks have all these board wipes that you mentioned as well, you know, these AOE damage, storm spiral, caustic rain, cover from the storm, stuff like that to, uh, to balance that off. Exactly. Cool. Well, I think that'll be our show here. Um, you know, like I like I said in the intro, you know, we we have a few more weeks until um, until the the draft open, so everyone's preparing for that. So I do hope we can have you on again, or maybe after <laughs> after you've done another ninety drafts or something. <laughs> um, and uh, we uh, we do have a couple exciting guests coming up for. Uh, for everyone um theo world champion is coming on again uh next week to talk about their practice getting ready for the draft open so uh stay tuned everybody um so once again thank you to all our patrons for making the show a success thank you to gunner for coming on today and giving us his insight in this new format really appreciate it thank you no problem at all thank you for having me yeah, and then uh, remember to give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. You can join us in our Discord. Uh, there will be a link in the show description below uh, where you can post your seven-win decks. Uh, we are still collecting them. I haven't updated the spreadsheet due to my vacation and then coming back from my break and then just playing a lot of Eternal instead of doing all of this like uh, <laughs> podcast office work. I uh, have not done much of that recently. So I apologize for that, but I, I should get that updated uh, pretty soon. Uh, you can send those on the Discord or farmingeternal at gmail.com. And remember to keep on farming. Uh, have a good day. Have a good day.